Our planet is in crisis. The climate is collapsing. A great extinction is taking place now. Our species has created this crisis, actively poisoning our own habitat for trivial short-term gain. Leaders and systems everywhere have constantly failed to do anything about the crisis. We are now at Code Red. Survival of our species, the future of our children, and those who share the planet with us is at stake. Can you spare five minutes to save the Earth? Hi, I'm Ray Katz. This episode is called, Are You the Spark or the Inferno? So there are quite a number of climate deniers still, even after temples of anti-science like Texas and Arizona baked for weeks at a time under a brutal and unprecedented heat dome. Many of them seem to think that 15,000 climate scientists are wrong because, well, there's money in supporting climate doom. If that were true, we'd see a stampede of hedge fund managers leaving that field to get their PhDs and join a university research lab somewhere, but but that hasn't happened yet. But yeah, there are people who would deny that the Titanic struck an iceberg, even as they played shuffleboard on the deck of the sinking ship. Sadly, those people are are still the ones making policy everywhere around the world. Even so-called progressive administrations like Biden here in the United States cannot take serious measures to stabilize the climate. Even if he wanted to, and I don't know what his intentions are because I, I can't get into people's heads. Money from Wall Street and fossil fuel companies pollute either all or nearly all of the governments on Earth. Armageddon is a public-private partnership. The only real force fighting for the climate, for our species, for all the creatures of our biosphere, and for our children, is ordinary people, young people, who see a very dark future ahead for them, parents, who cannot allow greedy old fools to doom their children, and all people of good sense and goodwill everywhere. The naysayers, the deniers, and the greedy fools who control the microphone and the policies, well... It's easy to assume that they are a crushing majority and that sane people have no chance. But that's false. What percentage of children want to live like Mad Max? What percentage of parents are willing to give up on their own children? Compare the number of people under 30 and the number of people who have children. And now compare that total with the number of people in positions of authority, people who make or strongly influence policy. The fools who are destroying the world number in the thousands. They do have a bunch of impotent followers, but followers don't control events. The number of sane people who love the children and the earth, they number in the billions. But these billions of people don't get it yet. They think they are powerless. They think they're lost. They are immobilized by depression and fear. Who are you? If you are listening to this podcast, it's very likely that you recognize the severity and urgency of the climate crisis. You don't want to live in a hellscape. You don't want your children to live in a hellscape. A small number of people are taking action and getting no meaningful results. And I don't want to criticize those people. They are noble and they are brave. 
They are trying, and that means something. But most of us have given up. Or if we haven't given up, we are still doing very little because we don't know what to do. I mean, what could change the situation? And what can any individual who has no formal authority do about this terrible crisis? Well, if we escape this crisis, it'll happen like this. Big changes happen when people defy the system and leaders who are in control. Ordinary people, people with little or no formal authority, seize control because they are animated by a popular idea. And once a small number of people speak out and they bravely embody this idea, others see that it is possible. And if everything goes right, others join in big numbers. And then this larger group changes everything. But it starts with a much smaller group, a vanguard, a courageous, imaginative few. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It is risky being in the vanguard. You stand a good chance of being ridiculed. Powerful people and forces will ignore you. But if you get attention, they will attack you. They will lie about you. They will say and do everything they can to discredit you because they want to continue to rule. Outside forces forces will be harsh. But you will know that what you are what you are doing and you will know why you are doing it. You will understand the risks but you will also understand the risks of not trying, of waiting for someone else to act. So some will decide to wait, and some will decide to take the lead, to take the chance. Both groups are necessary, but right now, we need to find the vanguard. Aren't existing activists the vanguard? Sadly, no. We know they aren't the vanguard because their tactics did not resonate with huge numbers of people who were waiting for leaders and for directions. Greta Thunberg has a large number of followers, but she hasn't developed or promoted tactics yet that have sparked the inferno of a worldwide popular revolt against fossil fuel profiteers and their wealthy pals. We need people to light the spark. We need whoever has an idea and the passion to act on it to try. Many efforts will fail. My own may fail. But we need those potential lighters of sparks because if we have enough of them, if we have these people passionately trying things, we stand a very good chance of lighting that spark, of awakening those billions. Can you imagine the passion of a billion parents who realize that to save their children, they must take action or their children die? Can you imagine how that feels for them when they realize this isn't an abstraction but reality? Can you imagine how the billions of young people under 30 will feel when they realize that right this moment, clueless, greedy adults are destroying their planet, their futures, their lives? We saw what people can do when they awaken in real life and when they awaken to their own power. They dismantle empires. They oust dictators. They send powerful authorities fleeing in terror. It's a big deal when billions of people realize their opponents only number in the thousands. What success might look like. The only way that a small number of people can enslave billions is for those billions to play by the rules of the authorities. Our obedience to their rules ensures that they will continue to rule. 
We need to tear down walls and barriers between each other. We need to disobey and ridicule deadly rules, laws, and norms. We need to stop using fossil fuels, but we also need to stop the production and distribution of oil. We need to get drillers to refuse to work, tanker drivers to immobilize their tankers. We need gas station owners to seal their pumps. We need the people who are destroying the earth and destroying the future for everyone's children to just stop. This could happen in any number of ways. Somebody needs to find the way that lights that spark. I've envisioned several scenarios, and you can find them on Medium and elsewhere, fictional accounts of ordinary people saving our planet together. Maybe one of the scenarios I've already written will be the one. Maybe an idea you have will be the one. I'm putting some links to a few of my stories in the description of this podcast. Artists and activists need to take action in the real world. But we also need to envision what will happen, how it will happen, and the new world we will get when we act, the one that doesn't end with an unlivable hellhole earth. I'm not judging you. Everyone has their own special circumstances, their abilities, and their limitations. Not everyone is ready to stick their necks out, even if they recognize how much danger we are all in. But we need more people trying than we have trying right now. If we could get people using their imaginations and working together even in twos and threes, we stand a much better chance of beating this crisis than if we all wait for someone else to go first. If you can't go first, maybe you can identify someone you know who seems like a likely candidate to be the spark. Someone who has perhaps imagination and charisma and drive and a good heart. These people are not a majority. We can't all be like that, but many people are. Even if you are the inferno, ready to go once the spark has been lit, you might be able to identify someone who could light that spark, someone who could try and take a critical early step. Or maybe you are that person with imagination and drive and very little fear. Whatever your role is, I think you should think about it. Think about fulfilling your role. You may make the difference. And at minimum, you'll be able to look back and say to yourself, I didn't stick my head in the sand. I did something. I tried. I did not wait. If I had done nothing, what would have I said to my children, to my grandchildren? If you try you will have no reason to regret. Isn't that enough of a motivation? Thanks for listening. I'm Ray Katz. We have 8 billion people on the planet. Too many people. At least 1 billion of us are aware of the crisis we face and desperately want to help. But we feel alone, anxious, and powerless. But we are not alone. Find the others. Tell them we can do this. We can work together. We can change things. In fact, only we can do this. Talk with the others. Tell them about this podcast. Let's get together. Let's find our way. Let's take five minutes to save the earth.